Then President Moon says, you've come to the south, when can I come to the north? And Kim Jong-un says, Ah, he went back into the north. Look at that. Almost as if they're erasing the line. But they have some very difficult issues to discuss. Time for NK Now, where we get you some interesting news coming out of Pyongyang. And we're very pleased to be joined in the studio by the sole correspondent for NK News, Kim Jong-min Jung-min. Good to see you again. Good morning. We are going to talk about the U.S. elections. Obviously, it's top of mind for everybody around the world, including here in Korea. Now, uh, it does have certain significance for North Korea policy to the extent that Biden is really going to care about North Korea policy mm-hmm. right now. But uh, President Moon congratulated uh, Joe Biden on his election victory. He did talk about uh, North Korea-related issues. Now, uh, they're apparently going to have some kind of phone conversation, and you'll talk about all this. What do you think uh, overall his message is to the incoming administration? So right before the victory speech that Biden delivered um, at the Delaware rally, Uh, Moon tweeted that he congratulates Joe Biden and that he supports how um, how Biden and Harris. And he he was like, um, he emphasized shared values and rock solid bond between U.S. and R.K., which was pretty generic. But after the speech on Monday, he congratulated again, this time more officially during a top eight meeting and said something about the U.S. democratic tradition and rule of law and mature civil society, wishing the rest of the election procedure to be smooth. And I thought this could be read as kind of a roundabout message to Trump, who is Mm -hmm. not conceding, Mm -hmm. which is not traditional at all. Um, But still, he said that diplomatically, that he will cooperate with Trump until the end and achieve things that should be done before he leaves. And this signals, this reminds people a lot of Trump-Kim summits and all the North Korea policies that Trump has been pushing for. Uh, Moon also stressed that the previous South Korean Democrat administrations have worked with U.S. Democrats before regarding inter-Korean relations and North Korea issues. And I think most importantly, he said that he hopes that North Korea and South Korea will have bigger roles in inter-Korean relations going forward as quote-unquote stakeholders on top of strong U.S.-RK alliance. Mm-hmm. And this kind of hints that he has been feeling that the two Koreas lacked such role during Trump administration, for example, in economic cooperation versus sanctions. Um, Or it could be also read as a message to Pyongyang, which is not responding yet, that Moon will be pushing for more inter-Korean policies independent of the United States, which North Korea has been talking about for more than a year now. Right. And they never got that green light from the current Trump administration do so. It was really more top down like Trump. I'm going to do it my way and Mm. I'm going to talk to Kim directly and we'll see if we can get a deal. Uh, Biden has been known in the past to be supportive of the sunshine policy. So if they can kind of Uh, kind of package this uh, message to Biden saying this is like what Kim Dae-jung did back in the say and we're going to try try to pursue this. We know you guys have your existing sanctions regime Mm -hmm. and you have your own policy of denuclearization but this is a a separate path that we can go forward. Uh, Perhaps there's some daylight there. Exactly. Right, despite the concerns they might have that Biden's more hawkish towards uh, North Korea than than Trump was. Mm. Uh, Foreign Minister Kang Kyung-hwa also kind of uh, very heavily involved. Uh, We talked about how she uh, was meeting with uh, certain members of the the Biden administration Uh, campaign uh, in terms of uh, what would be new policy going forward. But she also met with the now we can say outgoing U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, Pompeo notably has seemingly not acknowledged that (laughs) there is a a change in a transition of power going uh, that is not necessarily the second term of Donald Trump. But the timing of their meeting is notable. Why was she there? 
Well, you mentioned sunshine policy, and it's interesting because uh, during Kang was in DC, she mentioned strategic patience, um, mm. which is the Obama policy, mm. um, and sort of signaling that it won't uh, return. She uh, met some of the Senate and former officials who are Democrats, although, okay. yes, Pompeo meeting did happen, although the press release was generic about mm. the alliance mm. and the ironclad Um, friendship and so on and so forth. Uh, the timing was indeed a bit awkward for everybody. Um, like you mentioned, Pompeo told reporters um, that he's preparing for a smooth transition to the second term of Trump. Um, it, but it's a norm that ROK foreign ministers visit the U.S. shortly after presidential election to meet with potential Secretary of State or other aides who may have a say on Korean issues after inauguration. Pompeo probably also knows that Kang's there not just to see him, but also meet the Democrats, but uh, although he probably pretends not to. Um, Kang did admit to reporters that she was being careful until recently, but after Moon's official congratulations, which came pretty early, mm-hmm. um, and support of Biden's win, MOFA can now be more proactive. And she said, uh, notably said Biden administration likely won't return to the strategic patience approach towards North Korea, which was Obama's core DPRK policy and later criticized a lot for failing to manage North Korea from developing its nuclear arsenal nor develop better U.S.-DPRK relations. Um, it's still unclear what Biden's North Korea policy will exactly look like, but it seems North Korea is on Biden's mind, seeing how Uh, the newly released transition team list includes Jung Park, former CIA and the author of a book analyzing Kim Jong-un in the intelligence community list. So mm. Moon um, is also set to have a first phone call with Biden today. And um, so we'll see. Yeah. So I, I don't think the knee-jerk reaction that he's going to be a continuation of George W. Bush, uh, Obama, and maybe what uh, the ideas of uh, Hillary Clinton, which would kind of carry over to previously the, the Bill Clinton yeah. uh, administration, necessarily hold sway with Biden. I know there's been concerns that Biden in that recent debate had kept on referring to Kim Jong-un as a thug and a thug. thug. But I think that was really more for optics on that debate to say, this guy cozies up with dictators and I'm not going to exactly, be like that. Exactly, for criticizing right, Trump. Rather than trying to be something to ratchet up the tension specifically yeah. with North Korea. That being said, North Korea certainly knows that there was an election that took place and they're very mindful of that. Um, uh, talk about how, uh, the, <laughs> if you're a Forex trader in the North Korean side, <laughs> if there are people like that, um, you'll have been dismayed that the U.S. dollar dropped by 20% in North Korea. What are your sources saying? Well, this this was new and pretty big because the U.S. dollar took another big hit in North Korea and dropped um, by about 20% in market value, according to multiple informed sources in Pyongyang who spoke with NK News um, anonymously. Although there were conflicting reports about when exactly this happened, um, Uh, it seems it's true that in recent weeks, the market value of U.S. dollar dropped from 8,000 North Korean won to 6,500. And the decrease took place at exchange kiosks, which cannot be used by foreigners. Mm. Um, the devaluation will decrease spending power and increase the state's ability to collect foreign currency from those worried about further devaluations. Um, this also follows previous decrease in August. And the latest one also appears to have been artificially stimulated by the government, as it always is in North Korea. Um, the sharp drop in dollar value also matches news reports from two separate media organizations like Daily NK, which tracks um, currency values and with the time and scale of the decrease generally matching with them.
Right. And I mean, just basic economics, if you know here in Korea, that if, if the, Korean, the South Korean won uh, gets devalued, let's say it's, it's um, 1,200 won per dollar and it jumps to 1,300 won, that's good for exporters like Samsung because that means their products are more competitive overseas. Mm-hmm. But it does mean you and I, if we do chiku or we, we shop and then our purchasing power goes oh, down, yeah. so we don't like it necessarily mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. individual consumers. Similar uh, phenomenon, what you're saying in, in North Korea, but help. I guess some of our listeners who don't follow this closely, why is foreign currency being used at all? Why can't they just use North Korean won exclusively? Mm. So North Koreans use Chinese yuan and U.S. dollars as well. Many citizens keep savings in foreign currency since the disastrous currency reform in 2009, although many markets and stores do prefer payment in local currency still. However, it's a notable change that the number of merchants requiring payment in North Korean won has sharply increased in recent weeks, sources told us, with dollars and euros becoming much harder to spend than uh, before. And on top Top of the worsening exchange rates, North Korean authorities went further last week by imposing new daily value limits for foreigners in the city, allowing foreign diplomats and humanitarian staff can only exchange as much as $100 per day. And mm. this is a big limitation, and they're having some hardships about this. Yeah, well, so uh, that uh, being one of the challenges for North Korea on top of the economic uh, problems and, of course, uh, the pandemic, Uh, we also have another thing. This was dealing, again, with the health of the, uh, the people. North Korean state media talking about the dangers of smoking day in and day out for the past week. I know uh, outlets like uh, Chosen Hill have been having a field day with this. What, what are they saying, basically? Uh, so this became some sort of more sensationalizing headlines in South Korea because, of course, Kim Jong-un smokes and they want to relate to that right. and how Kim Jong-un is a chain smoker but so hypocritically making his people smoke less. But it's not really related to Kim Jong-un himself, but uh, law on tobacco was adopted, and although it's not entirely new, um, there was already tobacco control law, and the Supreme People's Assembly adopted a very similar prohibition law, and the language itself is similar, but the timing, I think, is interesting, that of all things that they can handle right now with multiple hardships going on in the country, they are holding a SPA presidium meeting on smoking. Yeah, so I think what people would be raising their eyebrows is, is that I think following the trend of um, trying to curb smoking rates all over the world that's been ongoing. So Mm. you would think that's not necessarily something um, would be weird that North Korea would try to do. But as you say, uh, crop yields and things like the pandemic and and all of these other things, typhoons. And so uh, perhaps uh, it's interesting that that would be such a high priority uh, for them as it stands right now. So it's not something entirely new, unlike some outlets have framed. But why would you say there is this big push for having an anti-smoking campaign right now? I think COVID. My reading of it was Mm. that it has something to do with anti-epidemic system. And the meeting readout did not exactly relate the law to COVID directly. But KCNA earlier this week reported that smoking could increase the risk of those smokers contracting COVID-19, citing unverified, unnamed research. It said the doctors and experts around the world urged people um, to quit smoking because coronavirus invades human body through airway and lung, and that smoking increases the chances of them invading the body. But to be clear, as of now, Now, there is no like, scientific consensus on whether smoking itself increases the risk, according to WHO brief. But it did, uh, it did warn against things like water pipe smoking, which premises social gathering settings, mm. or how the ratio of those ending up having severe symptoms after being hospitalized due to COVID is higher for smokers. So smoking is now added to the list of things North Korea warned against as possibly carrying the virus on top of birds, border-crossing animals, 
um, materials floating in the waters or the air, yellow dust, and even the surfaces of foreign aid items, which they rejected. Right. They just simply do not have the testing capacity and the contact tracing infrastructure that South Korea fortunately mm. has. And so really, it's these other factors that you say involved, if anything can uh, curb the, the spread, careful. Yeah, that would, they would uh, pursue that path. All right. As always, you can uh, read more about these uh, stories on the website, nknews.org. Kim Jong-un, uh, Kim Jong-min, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for joining us. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.